Tuesdays, we get local. Starting at 730, it's our local news podcast, Down Ballot. And then we swing over to local love starting at 9 p.m. Tune in early to see what's going on during the day, then stay locked in to find out what's happening in local music and whose bands are hitting the venues for the week. It's a whole night of news and music right in San Jose's backyard, starting at 7.30 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. So please excuse my sarcastic tone I'm a bit underwhelmed by the sample show Mr. Pistro, fraternity guy You got my asshole bloodshot eyes Get drunk and fight every night Idolize Bradley for little woman's rights Homophobic racist and don't give a fucking hey Do you think you can drive a bigger truck? So wear your baseball cap to the side to let everyone know that you're a nice guy I was so cool, was so impressed Lots of chicks in a barrel chest Cause you're a real man, punch for punch Gonna piss in your face while you're passed out drunk I'm a nice guy, you're a nice guy with heads, a broken nose for dinner and breakfast in bed, alcoholic, paranoid, and suicidal too, but you'll probably kill her before she gets away from you, she's in a pool and let it cry, all your friends say that you're a nice guy, have a drink, this one's on me, look you're doing fine, losing to your disease, tomatoes, I'll pack your bags, bury you in my cash, Fuck off, Jericho! I don't wanna hear it! Fuck off, Jericho! Read it to the 
Welcome, podcast listeners. You're tuned into The Plex. This show is a live show every Sunday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. What you hear on the podcast is usually the 8 to 9 p.m. Pacific hour, but last week uh, we put up the first two hours of the show. If you enjoyed last week's show more than usual or whatever, you can always go to patreon.com slash echoplex and uh, patrons now at any level can get the audio capture of all our podcast recording sessions. Uh, if you're a Twitch user, you can also figure out a way to... Uh, get it for free if i don't dj after and have to delete the vod anyway i'm producer dave you can find me on grinder and uh this is what the people want police officers i don't hate the cops and there's a person inside when the truncheon stops i don't hate the cops Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. But don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. But don't hate the cops. Like your local police. Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops everybody so you've heard of the great replacement well here's marjorie the gathering and she's going to tell you about the straight replacement they just want you to think that all of a sudden the entire population uh is steadily turning gay or turning trans just generation generation probably in about four or five generations no one will be straight anymore everyone will be either gay or trans or non-conforming or whatever the list of 50 or 60 different options there are 
Well, that sounds great. <clears throat> I'm with it. Let's do it. Let's do a straight replacement, everybody. Let's do it. <clears throat> I thought that was a good way to start the show just because it's so fucking crazy. Um, up next, we got um, some of these interviews with uh, tr- people at these Trump rallies are just, just amazing. I've got two interviews here. They're quick interviews, I guess. I'm not even sure that they're interviews. This first one's from The Good Liars. It's, uh, Trump's the current president, but Biden's actually responsible for the gas prices. You, you think that Trump is actually still in power right now? Mm-hmm. What do you think? So you think Biden is not the current president right no, now? No, sir. No. No, sir. I never believed it. So Trump is the current president right now? Yes, sir. So are you mad at Trump for the no. high ga- gas prices? No, no, no. It's not Trump's fault. He's, Who's, he's, whose fault is it then? It's Joe. It's, he's got to set all this But Joe up. Biden, where's Joe Biden? He said he's not president. He's not the president. Okay. okay what I'm trying to say <laughs> So how could the gas prices be his fault if he's, if he's not president? What? You don't understand what they're trying to do. They have okay. to wake up the dingleberries that are still asleep. Okay. <laughs> Makes no fucking sense. I love it. <clears throat> this one also from the Good Liars. This next uh, question is a fucking stumper. Apparently, just keep it flying. Keep it flying. And, and why do you want to keep it flying? Why do you want to? Why would anybody want to erase our heritage? Well. Some people would say that that flag symbolizes uh, racism, it symbolizes slavery, um, and they might have some valid points there. Uh, that's their opinion, you know, they're welcome to their opinion if they want it. Are you, are you pro-slavery or against slavery? I have no comment, but thank you for the interview. I'll give you one more chance, you're, you're pro, pro or anti-slavery? Uh, no comment. I, well, I'll give you one more opportunity to say if you're pro or anti-slavery. No, on a, no comment. All right. Well, there you have it. No, no comment on the uh, if you're in favor of slavery or not. <laughs> you could just say, of course, I'm against it. But no, no. The guy got mad at the interviewer, right? So he's like, oh, I'm in the interview now. <clears throat> Up next, we got the Proud Boys uh, canceled by Donald Trump. Proud boy trying, like in his proud boy garb, trying to go to a Trump rally, and uh, it's told by security and event staff that uh, they're not going to let him in. Me right now, that proud boys are not allowed at this Trump event. I'm telling you right now, any sort of proud boys or QN insignia yeah, has to go. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. But we were invited. We were invited to be here. I'm gonna walk out. They probably didn't tell you to wear proud boys. We were walking out towards the doors, okay? So why, why, why do I have to walk? Why do I have to walk? Because the front doors are this direction, sir. That's why. No, I mean, like, why, why do Proud Boys have to walk? Well, it's because you can't have any logos or insignia for this event, and the people hosting this event have. You're kidding me, right? Because the the Trump campaign gave us VIP tickets. So you can turn your shirt inside out, or you can purchase another shirt. This is really happening. Or you can leave. Yes, this is really happening. Okay, okay. So can I ask why? Proud Boys aren't allowed here? It's the logo, it's the shirt. And I don't make the rules. Sorry. But we're, we're, we're giving you some options. You can turn is, it there, is there a reason why Proud Boys aren't allowed here? It's a private event, they made the rules, man. That's all That's all I could say. But the, the, the actual campaign themselves gave us VIP tickets. So why is it... Why we're can't... Going in circles. <laughs> the guy get <clears throat> kept out. The problem is that it's bad optics for the Trump campaign. If a bunch of people are wearing Proud Boys fuck colors, 
and QAnon fucking shirts. It's not that Trump doesn't like those people and isn't planning on using them to his advantage in the future, if possible. It's that he know they like whoever's organizing the event knows that that's just real bad optics. That's it. They know it looks bad. And everybody's going to talk about what a b- bunch of pieces of shit were at the Trump rally if they fucking let people in with that fuck with QAnon and fucking Proud Boys shit on. It's just the fucking. It's just the way it goes. I guess fucking sorry to fucking have to sorry to have to be the one to tell you. I don't know. Just the way it goes. So we got a little shot in Freud of this week. A uh, former Trump advisor, a uh, Peter Navarro. Um, well, he got arrested a couple days ago, and uh, here he is on MSNBC with Ari Melber the day before he got arrested, uh, just saying a bunch of dumb shit. Pretty great. There's some people on the screen who have cooperated. Donald Trump's family, his chief lawyer in this effort, Rudy Giuliani, his chief spokesperson. Over 700 people have cooperated with the committee. If you're right, and we hold open the possibility that legally you could be right, the case hasn't been decided, what do you say to these people? What do you think of their cooperation? Well, well, first of all, uh, four of the six are not senior White House officials. So they don't have any claim uh, they, they wouldn't have the same claim. I mean, Rudy might. I'm not sure what their claims would be. Uh, with respect to Kushner, I call him out in my own lawsuit. I thought it was cowardly what he did to go to the committee and undermine the, the executive privilege of other senior White House advisors. So that's what I would say about that. Interesting. OK, uh, there's the other question that hangs over all of this, Peter, which is you have every yeah. right to prosecute your view of these events. You're clearly doing so. Yes. And we make time for you so people can hear from you. That's part of our job as journalists. A lot of your argument, what we just discussed in Privilege, is you keep saying that you have the right not to talk. You're waging this legal battle not to talk to the committee, not to talk potentially to DOJ, although, as you said, TBD. So you're risking going potentially to jail, not to talk to them, But you're out here talking in public. You do realize these investigators can hear you when you talk on TV. What we're talking about now, Ari, is the case law itself and the constitutionality of executive privilege, testimony immunity. A second key issue in the case is the separation of powers. Uh, This committee, this kangaroo committee, has clearly violated the separation of powers. They're not supposed to act as judge, jury, and executioner. They're only supposed to pursue a legislative function. But but you talked about the Green Bay Suite. We have an only hypothetical. You talked about the Green Bay Suite. Why can't you talk to them about it if you talk about it in public? Let me... (laughs) That guy's an idiot. Well, if you can imagine this, he got himself arrested. Here's, uh, this is, uh, I believe, probably from, um, where is this from? I I don't even know what network this is. Uh, the Eric Bowling show, they got Jason Miller on there and they're talking about how Peter Navarro got arrested and they don't like the method by which they arrested Peter Navarro, I guess. Thoughts, uh, Jason, before we get into some of the other stuff, what are your thoughts about what Peter had to say there? Yeah, the first thing that really struck me was the fact that they went and arrested him, put him in handcuffs. I mean, this is Peter Navarro. He's he's an economist. Yeah. He's a Ph.D. Uh, you, you see that he's a very serious, very buttoned up guy. And you're going to go throw him in handcuffs. Eric, how do you see this? And not think this is purely just the witch hunt against anyone who had anything to do with President Trump or anyone who might have something to do with President Trump in the future. 
they handcuffed him as part of the arrest, so it's obviously a political witch hunt. Oh, fucking, that's incredibly stupid. <clears throat> and here's a Tucker Carlson's take on it, of course. Couldn't get away from Tucker Carlson. Oh, I should tell you that the FBI today arrested 72-year-old Peter Navarro, who's been on this show many times, worked for Donald Trump in the White House for four years because he won't appear before the January 6th committee, a wholly illegitimate committee. They arrested him. Yes. In other words, Liz Cheney is okay with that. You can't just arrest people because you don't agree with their politics, but that's exactly what they're doing. We'll be on this in some detail next week. He was charged with contempt of Congress for refusing to appear. Congress has subpoena power. They can subpoena people. There's some exceptions to that, like executive privilege, but uh, you can't really claim executive privilege anymore because the fucking your boss isn't the president anymore and the current president isn't going to claim it for you. Well, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Sometimes you get arrested for contempt of Congress. It happens to everybody, really. It happens to everybody. So this next clip i'm going to play is an ad from charles booker he is running for senate i believe in kentucky is that correct yeah he's running for u.s senate in kentucky and um this is it's pretty graphic but it's a really good ad and so i figure we're gonna run it the pain of our past persists to this day in kentucky like many states throughout the South, lynching was a tool of terror. It was used to kill hopes for freedom. It was used to kill my ancestors. Now, in a historic victory for our Commonwealth, I have become the first black Kentuckian to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. My opponent, the very person who compared expanded healthcare to slavery. The person who said he would have opposed the Civil Rights Act, the person who single-handedly blocked an anti-lynching act from being federal law. The choice couldn't be clearer. Do we move forward together, or do we let politicians like Rand Paul forever hold us back and drive us apart? In November, we will choose healing. We will choose Kentucky. Uh, probably not going to win, but man, what a good ad. And wouldn't it be great if that guy beat Rand Paul? Because fuck Rand Paul. Kentucky's a pretty solidly red state, so I don't think that guy is going to win. But fuck, it would be great if he did. That ad was really good. It was an incredibly good ad. It was graphic, and you know the, the imagery was a choice, but it got the point across, that's for sure. Here's Marjorie the Gathering again. She's going to talk about Christian nationalism. And she's going to tell you why it's fabulous actually if christian nationalism is something to be scared of they're lying to you and they're lying to you on purpose because that is exactly the temperature change that is happening in america today and they can't control it they can't control it and that's what terrifies them the most you see if, it, if we're going to label it christian nationalism this movement will actually be the movement 
that stops the school shootings. This will be the movement that stops the crime in our streets. This will be the movement that stops the sexual immorality and teaches children and brings them up in, in traditional families and loving homes. This will be the movement that protects kids' innocence and nurtures them into responsible adults that grow up to be successful moms and dads wanting to pursue uh, a family of their own. This will be the movement that, dis that finally does something about our debt because it's something that all of us should be ashamed of. It should have never happened. This will be the movement that cares about broken and lost communities, communities that are always forgotten about. Christians should never forget about those people, and we don't. So while the media is going to lie about you and label Christian nationalism, and they're probably going to, going to call it domestic terrorism, I'm going to tell you right now, they're the liars. And if anybody's a domestic terrorist, it's the radical left. They are the domestic terrorists. We could even say the Democrats are the domestic terrorists. Why? Because they funded them, and they burned down our city streets and rioted in 2020. No, they didn't burn down. You can't burn down a street. We should put labels where they appropriately belong, not on Christians and not on people who love their country and want to take care of it. There's a lot of retconning going on about 2020. There were very few buildings burned down. Then there, there, a lot of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene like to act like the whole fucking country was like lit on fire in 2020. And that's just what didn't happen. We were kind of just starting to stream kind of every night, I guess, because the pandemic had me stuck at home. And we watched it. They didn't fucking set, they didn't set buildings on fire everywhere. There weren't whole fucking city blocks on fire everywhere. This is just bullshit. Bullshit. Burned a few, they burned a couple police stations down. People did set fires. That happens. Like, whatever. I don't know. It, it's up to you whether or not you, you believe that that was appropriate behavior based on the sets of circumstances. Then there was some indication that some of the fires were actually set by Boogaloo boys and not by black lives matter protesters. So it's all messy. When a bunch of people get out in the street, everything's messy. You don't know who's doing what it's hard to, it's hard to attribute actions of individuals to any particular group. And it's just all real messy. And it's, it's, it's better not to make these sort of, statements but this is marjorie taylor green we're talking about here so it's not like she cares if what she's saying is true she represents one of the most gerrymandered districts in our country and it is gerrymandered specifically so that someone like her can win um but i do hope her democratic <clears throat> challenger uh, takes her out i don't think he will he seems good too he seems real good too but i don't think he'll be able to take take her out politically so up next, we got uh, Tommy Laren. Tommy Laren. I don't know. I guess she's back. She took off. She like, I don't know. Maybe she took a few years off of being insufferable. Or maybe we just didn't notice that she was still being insufferable because she wasn't. Um, didn't cross my feeds. Didn't hit like right wing watch and stuff like that. But here she is on the Piers Morgan show. I don't know what the fuck they're going to talk about, but I bet it's going to be a disaster and there's just going to be nobody to root for. Yeah, I would say, look, I, I agree there are a number of things at play here. 
Mental health is clearly a massive problem. These are evil, twisted people, and they all seem to be getting younger and younger. Uh, and it's incredibly worrying. I know that the Sandy Hook shooter, for example, and this shooter both had a weird obsession with Call of Duty, which is a, a video game where you play a lone shooter, right? Is there no connection between that and mental illness and the ready availability of guns? I'm sure there is a connection. There, there's no, no, the video games are stupid. Not, I mean, well, some video games are stupid, but the connection with the video games is stupid because video games are an international phenomena. It's not like we just play them here in America. There are lots of things going on here, but I think the rest of the world looks at these incidents in America happening time and time again and just wonders whether anything will actually be done about guns themselves. And what do you think the answer is? I mean, Kurt. when I asked that, when I asked the, the, the lady earlier, you know, this guy couldn't buy a beer till he was 21. Americans accept that. They accept that. They accept regulation when they drive cars, which can be dangerous. Um, but why was he able to get a semi-automatic rifle? Matt, may I just interject on one thing, Pierce? Because well, I, 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 I do think Chris it's a simple question. Chris wants to jump in as well. Okay, Chris, yeah. I apologize. So we know that 100% of active shooters and mass killers share a common trait out of a number of common traits. The problem with that benchmark is me and you share at least one of those traits. Maybe we've been wronged in our whole life. Maybe we had whatever the problem is. So if we throw that metric out and we look at one statistic that the FBI has put out in 21 years, 47.3% of active shooters telegraph that they're going to be active shooters and yet they still legally purchase right. firearms right that's where i tell you i am i am agreeing i think the lack of i think if i could jump in chris i think the lack of the lack of proper red flag spotting you know every single time stuff comes out about these shooters you think well why didn't that get picked up why wasn't that well, the, shown on their background check when they go and get these guns legally but tommy you wanted to to answer before chris stepped in there yes when I agree with Chris wholeheartedly, we also need to address some of the cultural issues that we have in the United States of America. And it's not just gun culture. It's also a culture of fatherlessness. It's a culture of young people falling through the cracks. And I'm glad that Chris is talking about some of these traits because you don't see young women doing this. You see young men doing this, young men who are incredibly angry, young men who often share that common thread of not having fathers or parents in the household that are raising them correctly. So we're going to have to address a whole litany of issues. Issues. It's not just the gun. I know it's easy to go after the weapon, but there are millions of Americans who own firearms and who own what they call assault weapons, and they don't go out and they don't become mass shooters. They use them for home defense and protection. So okay. there's bigger issues to be discussed here besides just the weapon. Important issues that are a little bit more challenging, and that's why I feel that so many fail to address them. Like. I don't know. I think she's going to try to pivot like to the center. I think she's going to try to like fill the space that uh, Megan McCain uh, was filling. I think I just got from that that she, I just got from that hit that she's definitely not going to keep. She's going to try to pretend to be more reasonable going forward, I think. But we all remember the Internet will never forget Tommy Laren and how crazy she was all the time. So. This next uh, news clip, this next clip is from Newsmax, and this is a rep representative Mullen, and he's going to talk about how, because he's afraid of the D.C. Metro, I don't know, he's afraid of like public transit, it's a weird clip. 
that we're exposing our kids to, like Call of Duty or some of these very, very violent games that they all have mature warnings on. It's supposed to be for an audience of 18 and over, yet everybody knows that little kids are playing these games. But in every country in the world, that's happening. Let's really talk about the true root of the problem that we're exposing our kids to, the mental illness part, and quit paying, playing politics with it. You, they, the left, everybody knows, has been wanting to get rid of the Second Amendment. Why? Because people fear things that they don't understand. And that, that's a under, that, that I can understand, but that doesn't mean that we should just ban everything. You know, I don't get on the metro in D.C. because I don't like it. I, I honestly don't. I kind of somewhat feared because I got stuck on it once. That doesn't mean I want to got stuck it. on it once. The train broke down once and now I'm terrified of the D.C. metro. You. What a weird thing to be a coward about. Like, what a bizarre thing to be a coward about. The train broke down once. I was stuck on the train for 20 minutes, half an hour. I had to pee. It was fucking terrifying. I'm never getting on the train again. Get the fuck out of here. Let's just educate ourselves about issues. Let's educate ourselves on what's going on in our neighborhoods. But for, for Kamala Harris and for President Biden to go out there and politicize this and take this strategy and try to make it for a political gain for them is absolutely absurd and ridiculous. And it should never have place here. But that's exactly where they're going to go. They're going to go past every other issue and go straight to gun control. The DOJ is investing. Listen, what we got to deal with first is banning the DC Metro because it scares this fucking powerful man. <clears throat> like what, what is, I don't understand why he brought up the DC Metro that he's afraid of it. Like, I think he's afraid of it because there's black people on it. <laughs> uh, fucking public transit is oftentimes a, like a stand in for black people. That's what it is. So, this is one hell of a political ad here. There were two this two things this week about guns. I chose this one to run. I wasn't going to run both of them. The other one that David Hogg posted, uh, I retweeted. You can go find it. It's a, it's also a hell of an ad from the from from his group. But anyway, here's a political ad. It's called "I'm a Republican and I approve this message." Ready? Aim. I'm Kathleen Wall, and I approve this message. It's time to fight back. I'm Greg Gianforte. I approve this message. Joni's gonna unload. I'm Joni Ernst, and I approve this message. I'm Matt Rosendale, and I approve this message. Pro-gun. I'm Jake Beckett, and I approve this message. I'm going to blow away the Democrats. I believe in individual liberty and personal responsibility. I'm Marjorie Green. I'm Mike Collins, and, and I, I approve, approve this, this message. message. I'm Hutton Rideau. Care to join me? I'm Kay Daly. I'm Brian Kemp. I own guns. That all depends on the caliber of our candidates. I'm Pamela Gorman, and I approve this message. The Second Amendment is about hunting. I'm Dean Heller. I'm Dan Stoller. I'm Catherine Tibble. I'm Jim Layman. And I, and I approve, approve this message. message. I'm Eric Greitens. I'm Gary Soldano. We're and at Ron. Turn this country back to its Red. former glory. How to use a rifle. Shots fired. 
Bill Ray running for Congress. I'm Dave McCormick. My name is J.R. Majewski. I'm Will Brooks. I'm Hunter Hill. I'm Max Miller. I'm Lindsey Graham. Governor Janice I'm Doug Robinson. And I approve this message. message. And I absolutely approve this message. I'm Dr. Oz. I'm Kat Cannon. I'm Ron Gould. And I approve this message. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. That ain't going to happen. That's why the NRA endorsed me. I'm Joe Manchin, and I approve this message. They went after Joe Manchin, not a Republican. Yeah, somebody in chat said this is a sick country. This this thing where the politicians put their love of guns on display and then use, I'd say, I'm just going to say like violent rhetoric, exclusionary violent rhetoric about their political opponents. I think this, as much as anything, tells some people basically that it's okay for you to solve what you perceive your problems are and by fucking opening fire somewhere. I think it's, this is a huge part of the problem and I don't think anybody wants to talk about, well, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to talk about it. The Democrats aren't going to fucking talk about it like that. That's the, that's the message too, that the Democrats need to be putting out there is like, Hey, your messaging on this does not help and you need to stop it. I don't talk about it this way and you don't know whether or not I have any guns because it's none of your fucking business, but the Democrats are, they're not going to do it. They won't do it. It's going to be independent outside groups that are doing it. And why won't the Democrats do it? They might pick up a few swings, swings, uh, swing positions or like, uh, uh, in the, they might get creamed in the midterm. So like, why not just let it all hang out and just go after all these people be like, this is your campaign ad. This isn't like, you know, just you shooting this. You decided to put this in your campaign ads. Why are you putting this in your campaign ads? Like, why won't the Democrats do that? Why won't they do it? They won't do it. They just won't do it. Fucking useless. Fucking useless. You gotta vote for them, though, because the other party's fucking the ones telling everybody to go shooting. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I know that uh, elections coming up in California. Uh, everybody vote. I don't know, vote for Democrats, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so here's uh, Candace Taylor. I think she was uh, running for the uh, governor in Georgia. She got less than 4% of the votes, and um, she thinks it was rigged against her. She's uh, going to pull uh, essentially an Austin Bennett here. She got 3.4% of the vote. I wanted y'all to know that I do not concede. I do not. And if the people who did this and cheated are watching, I do not concede. And the people of Georgia will not allow me to. I want you to feel inside of your gut a righteous anger for justice. I want you to pray specifically, specifically, I want you to pray for dark to be brought to light for justice for the state of Georgia. And anyone who has helped contribute to this crime, <laughs> to this travesty, anyone who's contributed to this, I want you to pray that they feel so guilty they come forward. God can do anything He wants to. So we pray for guilt. <laughs> 
girl, you got three and a half percent of the vote in a fucking Republican primary in Georgia. And you were talking about guns the whole time. I can't. You ran a bad race, I guess. I mean, I can't I can't explain it any other way. She had the right message to get maybe not win, but to get more than three and a half percent of the vote. Right. Like, I don't even think all the people who like Marjorie Taylor Greene voted for her. <laughs> Up next, we got crazy eyes, Michelle Bachman with some uh, campaign advice for uh, up and coming people who might want to run for office. And of course, it's form a fucking prayer committee. Um, here's someone that's obviously in the audience that says I'm running for the first time for Washington State House of Representatives, uh, 21st District, Snohomish County. Any advice for me? The very first thing that I did that I would advise you, every single time I ran for office, no matter what the office was, I always formed an intercessory prayer committee. Form that committee because um, this is a spiritual battle. It is not a just a political battle. It's primarily a spiritual battle. You need to be covered. And that's why I'm saying about this issue that I brought up to you tonight about the president and the amendments. Start a prayer group. If it's you and one other friend, start a prayer group. Two or more agreeing together. God honors those prayers. And if you, in your campaign, if it's just you and your spouse or you and somebody else, start your prayer committee because God will answer those prayers. And people who never should have won, win. When people give their election over to the Lord and he's the one who comes in, he becomes your campaign manager, you just can't believe it, what he does for you. It's a wonderful way to run. Mm. Mm. Here's hoping that the Republicans take her advice, like every Republican ever takes her advice and just basically relies on the prayer group. <clears throat> don't pound the pavement, don't make any phone calls, don't buy any political ads, just the prayer group. Make sure you have the best prayer group. That way you can win. So up next, <clears throat> apparently the State Department hates Catholics. Who knew? Who's this little guy? It used to be that Black Pride Month was really important. Black History Month, rather. It was very, very important. And fine. It, it used to be that Mother's Day and Father's Day were really important. And the, the, this but, they all, but have you ever tried to get a reservation for brunch on Mother's Day, Ben? Who's them out of the water? I mean, this is this. It's so important. How important is LGBTQIA plus minus divided by a sign? Z M B. Could you could do you have to do this, Ben? Ben, this is sad. Do you have to do this? Open command option month. How important is it? It's so oh. important that we have put up a giant pride flag at the embassy in the Holy See because this is what tolerance requires. Tolerance requires. That you exhibit your anti-Catholic bigotry. What? By taking a flag that symbolizes a grave sin in Catholic <laughs> theology and putting it on your embassy. Most American Catholics are in favor of gay rights, Ben. Not every religious peop not every religious person is the fucking evangelicals, dude. In the Holy See, which is the Vatican. Now, make no mistake. There is no way the Biden administration, Biden State Department would ever do anything remotely like this in an Islamic country. They just wouldn't. And they wouldn't because, number one, Islamic countries would react rather badly to this. And so they are relying on the tolerance of the Vatican to not get super angry about this and to basically ignore it. But it does demonstrate the anti catholic Not for nothing. Also, American Muslims are mostly in favor of gay rights. They're better than the they're way better than the evangelicals on it. Again, Ben, 
Ben. Come on, Ben. Like bigotry, because of course the idea of doing this is to demonstrate that Catholic doctrine is just wrong. It's just wrong, and we are going to prove to you how wrong it is. And most, most of the people working at the Vatican don't give a fuck about the flag or for gay rights, too, Ben. And this is what a lot of LGBTQIA plus minus divided by a sign weird flag. You don't have to do that, Ben. About. What it's about is not really the idea that people should be able to live how they choose in the United States. Everyone has pretty much said okay on that. No, no, except you haven't really because of the way, like, <clears throat> just this being like, oh, LGBTQIA divided by sign, open command, fucking whatever. Obviously, he has a Mac. Um, not for nothing, Apple heavily, heavily markets to the gay community. Um, but yet, Ben, you're not actually like for gay rights. You're friends with Dave Rubin. and You've told Dave Rubin that his life is a sin or some shit. I think Dave Rubin's life is a sin, too, but not because he's gay. It's just because of his behavior. And I don't believe in sin, actually. Um, <clears throat> oh. Kirk Cameron is up next. I got two clips of Kirk Cameron. He is um, apparently deciding that homeschooling is the new grift for him. Yeah, instead of, like, I don't know, going on weird road trips with Ken Ham. For their country, uh, they don't want to abandon their children to a system that uh, by and large is doing more grooming for leftist politics and sexual chaos and racial confusion than they are doing any real educating about truth, beauty, and goodness. Echoplex Media, sexual chaos and racial confusion brought to you every night, actually, except Tuesday. Maybe we don't do so much of that on Tuesday. Tuesdays for the, for the locals. Here's more of Charlie Kirk. Or not Charlie Kirk. I'm sorry, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Oops. Uh, this time he's on Newsmax talking about um, all the bad things about public education. Absolutely. Uh, these tragedies that we're seeing around the country uh, are just indications of how important it is that we get back to the founding principles of our nation, which are absolutely rooted in a deep religious faith, a love for God, and a love for our neighbors and the everything from COVID to all of the things that are being pumped into our children's uh, hearts and into their minds through much of the public education system uh, is you mean like compulsory flag worship downgrading of uh, mental health and moral character of the young people in our nation. And that's why I'm so excited to see this great awakening that's taking place. I think it's perhaps one of the um, most uh, underreported stories and most important parents are waking up and taking back our nation by doing it the way our founders told us, which is to train up your children in the principles that lead to blessing and freedom and prosperity. And they're pulling their kids train up a child. I've heard that, that term is, before. Uh, that's some fucking that's like that quiverful movement shit, right? Looting their children, rotting their minds and their souls. And they're actually saying, wait a minute. We can teach our kids about the world. We can join together in rich community, pass on our faith and our values, develop children. Enough yeah, for nothing. This is that's some quiverful shit like that. Train up a child is like they're it was literally in a um, like excusing physical abuse uh, for your children. That's one of the, the tenets of the quiverful movement is that the father's in control and the father may use violence to enforce his control. And so that's the train up a child is the one of the phrases they use, one of the little dog whistles they use. So interesting to hear Kirk Cameron putting that out there. I feel sorry for his kids. 
<clears throat> Dave Rubin has a take on Pride Month because, of course, he does. Well, that's a good question because everybody in the last two or three days, everybody's going full rainbow on Twitter. Mercedes Benz, although they work with the Nazis a long time ago, they're very rainbowy right now. What the fuck? <laughs> like a really long, it was like almost a hundred years ago, dude. Every company's out there. Disney, of course, they're all very rainbowy. They love diversity. They love inclusion. Uh, they love tolerance, except they're not tolerant of other people, but they love tolerance of the people that they pretend to be tolerant. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm guessing SpaceX ain't going to throw up a rainbow. I'm guessing Tesla ain't going to throw up a rainbow. That would be nice. because Elon Musk is a dick. Uh, by the way, all of that being said, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And you idiots are actually turning, you're making good people prejudice against gay people by Wait, jamming the shit down their throats. And I don't mean that metaphorically. Or I do mean it metaphorically. He didn't even know if he meant it metaphorically or not. He's like, you're going to make people prejudice against gay people by changing your logo to a rainbow you know i was somebody's out there like i was actually pretty cool with my gay neighbor but then fucking bmw put a, a rainbow up on twitter and now now i actually hate my neighbor like what the fuck get, get the fuck out of here people might be looking for an excuse to express their dislike of gay people and they might use oh you're doing too much pride as a reason to do it but the too much pride thing, I'm just not sure that it's going to cause people to just turn into a bigot who otherwise weren't one. Seems like a, seems like, seems just like maybe, maybe that person was already a bigot. So we got a clip of Jimmy Dore. He doesn't know that the person who he's talking about uh, made a joke and, um, that's it. Let's see what's going on here. I wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton, which same reason why I shouldn't have voted for Barack Obama, because Barack Obama was going to do the exact same shit that John McCain and Mitt Romney were going to do. But he was going to put you to sleep so you wouldn't bind. And that's exactly what happened. Barack Obama kicked 5.1 million people out of their houses while he uh, bailed out the banks. Barack Obama took us from two wars to seven. Barack Obama tortured Chelsea Manning. Barack Obama built those cages, deported more Hispanics and Mexicans and Latin Americans than all the presidents combined since 1890. This is the shit that Barack Obama did. Barack Obama promised us a public option. We didn't get it. By the way, Joe Biden also promised us a public option. He was against Medicare for all, but for public option. Where is it? You ain't never getting it. In fact, you're going to lose Medicare by voting for this guy. But guys like this are going to keep telling you to do that because he gets paid when you vote for him. That's why his wife. God, you're stupid, David Sirota. This is clearly a joke. What do you mean? Why did nobody thinks Susan Sarandon did any of this? Like, Jimmy Dore, you're really stupid. David Sirota's joke wasn't great. Like, it's not a good joke. It's not funny. It doesn't, it's still an attempt at a joke. You're, you just, God, you're so stupid. Paid when Democrats stay in power. His wife is an elected Democrat. Of course. So if you keep listening to guys like this who get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep you inside the Democratic Party. How much money are you making a year, Jimmy? And what are you telling people? 
you're going to keep being poorer and broker. Or if you listen to Shama Sawant, who actually has integrity, unlike this guy, she'll tell you the truth, unlike this guy. And the truth is, the road for progressives inside the Democratic Party leads to a graveyard and less Medicare, less Social Security, more war and lower wages. That's what voting for this fucking guy does. And this guy's telling you that because he makes money off it and doesn't give a shit how fucking broken you are. Because he makes hundreds hundreds of thousands of dollars every fucking year off of Bernie Sanders campaign, off of all kinds of bullshit that you have no idea about. And he'll never feel the pain of this Medicare cut. He'll never feel the pain of your Social Security cut. He doesn't give a shit if we have a $15 minimum wage or not. He'll never feel the pain of any of it, which is why he's comfortable enough to tell you to keep voting and doing the exact same thing. He's telling you to punch yourself in your fucking face. That's what they're telling you. Jimmy, you're stupid. You just don't even know. <laughs> you just couldn't even tell that that was a joke. Just because it wasn't funny doesn't mean you can't tell that it was clearly like in jest or um, like tongue in cheek or whatever, right? Fucking idiot. Also, he just like freaked out. <clears throat> I don't know like what, I don't even know what his end game is or like what strategy he would like to see play out. Possibly because he doesn't ever say. I mean, it seems like he just wants you and me to stop voting for Democrats. But then what? Do we go vote for Andrew Yang's weird fucking fake political party? Go vote for the Greens so that they can stop the 5G and the chemtrails? Vote for Libertarians so they can like lower the age of consent? Like, like what do we do? You just got to fucking vote. You got to vote like strategically. And then if, if you are politically active, then be politically active between the elections. Make sure you're involved locally and do what you can. I don't know what else to fuck. I don't know what else people can do. So up next, <clears throat> we got Helen Staneland and uh, Helen Helen Joyce. Two Helens. Um, I believe they're both turfs, and uh, they're just gonna say the quiet part out loud about their position as turfs. Actually. See, I don't think that if I think that for quite a while now, this has not been about consciousness raising. That's been irrelevant. That was important two or three years ago when there weren't enough people. But there've been enough people to be critical mass, to be funding the you know the crowdfunders, to be writing letters to MPs, all that sort of thing. To have a movement, to have support for women who, and men, of course. I mean, there's people like Graham, of course, as well, who've got their necks stuck out on this. We can't win this by saying, you know, there's 60x million people in this country and we've got to persuade all of them or a great majority of them. We've got to get through to the decision makers. And yes. in the meantime, while we're, while we're trying to get through to the decision makers, we have to try to limit the harm. And that means reducing or keeping down the number of people who transition. And that's for two reasons. One of them is that every one of those people is a person who's been damaged. But the second one is every one of those people is basically you know a huge problem to a sane world like if you've got people that and whether they're transitioned whether they're happily transitioned whether they're unhappily transitioned whether they're detransitioned if you've got people who've dissociated from their sex in some way every one of those people is someone who needs special accommodation in a sane world where we re-acknowledge the, the truth of sex and i mean the people who've been damaged by it the children who've been put through this those people deserve every accommodation we can possibly make but every one of them is a difficulty. 
yikes <clears throat> they that was just purely exclusionary language they want to they want to stop people from transitioning uh, they also said that all all the people all the trans people all the people who believe they might be trans every one of them is damaged and they're bad for a sane world that i that's just the most fucking mask off kind of rhetoric about trans people you're ever going to get these people <clears throat> They keep going farther and farther and farther. At first, it was like, oh, we just don't like who we say are men or whatever in women's spaces. Now they're telling you that they just don't want you to be trans at all. Don't trans. We want to reduce the number of people who transition. And she didn't say why. I mean, she, she we know why. They don't like trans people and they want fucking, they want less of them. And they kind of, it seems like they want people who are, um, trans or maybe trans or non-binary or people who are interested in transitioning they 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 want those people gone essentially they don't they just don't want it they just don't want it around and it's fucking it's disgusting and you can't what are you gonna do you kick them off i mean they're in the uk i guess you kick them all off the island but that's pretty fucking that's some shit right can't really do that because the even like the most conservative politicians probably aren't going to get behind that, at least not in the UK. So I don't know what to tell Helen and Helen here. I just know that the reason I found this is because Helen Joyce was like threatening to sue people and shit who were talking about this. They were like, Hey, you know, this is like really just full on like eliminationist language. And this woman wants to eliminate trans people. She just said it. And she was running around telling everybody who's saying that to watch out because they might get sued. And so I had to look up what, what she had said and yeah this is this is eliminationist language this is dehumanizing this is denying people their identity and saying that they're bad for a sane society just because you don't like them helen monster fucking monsters so Here's the GOP nominee for um secretary of state in Massachusetts Massachusetts is a fairly um, safe blue state. So this person isn't going to win. Um, <clears throat> before I play this, this is pretty graphic, like what she says. And it's, you know, I don't know. It's pretty graphic. You can't just sit and go, Oh, that's terrible. Maybe somebody else will take care of it. Oh, that's not so nice. Well, I don't think it's nice when they're telling your five-year-old that he can go and suck another five-year-old's dick. Do you? No, this is not what they're doing, and you're just horrible. Nobody's doing that. Yikes, lady. Come on. Come on. Well, we finally got to our palate cleanser. She's the, uh, miss. she's the, uh, that was the, her name is Rayla Campbell. She is the Massachusetts GOP nominee for Secretary of State. So uh, everybody in Massachusetts get out there and vote for anybody but her. Because <laughs> she, she weird. Not only is she a bigot, but she weird. Her bigotry is like super weird. So here's our palate cleanser. Unfortunately, podcast listeners, you're not really going to be able to hear this. And we're going to watch it several times. This is, um well... Viewers, you'll see. 
There's no audio. It's just weird. But it, if in case you couldn't see it, we'll we'll run it again here. Ted Cruz inhaled a fly and then chased it with his bottle of water. So that could be tricky video editing. I don't know. Um, but I want to believe in the Ted Cruz fly. I just want to believe in the Ted Cruz fly. So, oh, came in right in time here. Looks like we got two more clips and about five minutes left till we uh, go under red light. So that's good. Um, we got Bo Burnham did a video, an audio and video where he just kind of summarized every Joe Rogan podcast. And it's actually pretty great. Um, PC culture, man, it's, it's uh, fucking exhausting, right? bro. It's fucking it's, out it's of control. Exhausting. It's just, it, it, the, our culture has been taken over taken by a over. radical group of, uh, SJW feminist freaks feminist, who, yeah. uh, who hate comedians, they hate us. who are anti-comedy and anti-joke. Totally. And, uh, it's gotten to the point where you can't say anything. No, literally 100%. You cannot say anything. I, mean, well, I, I will try to say something right now. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and he, he is trying. And uh, it's unbelievable trying. because it's we've fucking, fallen so far oh, from the heyday of comedy. So depressing, dude. Um, when, you know, Tony the Pancake was headlining the comedy oh, or store. Salami you know, Williams. On a Tuesday night. Oh, just they would oh, they just fucking just murder. Destroying just fucking that just making the Just crushing, dude. You know? And it sucks because oh, these people, they don't, they don't understand comedy. Of course okay. not. We're joking. We, it is not They're that jokes. serious, guys. Okay. It's, it's not that joking serious. around. And also, all right? we as I, comedians are philosophers. Yes. All right. Dude, Lenny Bruce, Richard we, Pryor. We, we, are we hold up a mirror. History changing uh, cultural mag, figures. And you need um, to recognize we, uh, that. All right. Man stuff stick spray. Yeah, of course right. it is. We're artists. It's an art form. And, what, and, and, and it's important because it's one of the yeah. only art forms that is not gay. No, or, well, no, we can't say that, but, right. um, but yeah, yeah, gay, but yeah, not now they're going to come after yeah, us, right? Uh, we're going to get right. canceled we're for not, saying this. You homophobes. We're not, we're not being homophobic okay. no, it's when we say that. It's we, gay is just If there was another gay. word that meant gay that wasn't gay, we'd use we that, would. but there isn't one. But there isn't. So we, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's really just a war on comedy that I yeah. realized I was, you know, I was having a conversation with my sparring partner Nice, and I realized that the, the, the war on comedy uh. is. That guy is so funny. Like he's. He's done a couple of these, Bo, Bo Burnham has done a couple of these where he kind of pokes a little fun at the forum out of Joe Rogan's podcast. And they've all been pretty funny and pretty kind of spot on with their, with the way they kind of make, you know, he kind of pokes fun at the idea that the comedians on um, Rogan, they all both, they want to be the hero and the fucking victim at the same time when the, actually the, it's funny enough that the job of a comedian is to be funny not they're not Joan of Arc they're the jester so we're in the podcast with little Nicky Fuentes he's going to talk about Star Wars women are killing everything women it's not even just the Jews and it's women it's women take it easy Ben Shapiro take it easy I am way more misogynistic than I am anti-semitic all right so cool your jets you know, all these all these people are like, he's motivated by anti-Semitism. It's like, if you want to know the truth, I'm really motivated by misogyny. Because women are wrecking Star Wars. They are raping Star Wars. It would it'd be what if they canceled Star Wars, they would have killed it. If, if they were to just say, we're not making Star Wars anymore, they would have killed it. But they're not. They're digging up Star Wars corpse and they're having sex with the corpse. 
Whoa, that's weird. They're, they're digging up the corpse of Star Wars and they're dragging it to your childhood home and they're cutting its head off and shitting down its throat and raping it. And I mean, really, Nikki? That's what women are doing to us. That's what women are doing to men and boys. You know, forget about forget about the globalists replacing us in our own country with immigrants. That's really besides the point. Women, women have exhumed the corpse of Han Solo. They have dragged it into your living room in your childhood home under the Christmas tree, and they're cutting his head off and shitting down his throat and raping him, and they're laughing while they do it. And they're saying, face. <laughs> I know, like, this is fucking dangerous shit, but, like, it's really hard to take this seriously. It's a pussy! Luke Skywalker's a pussy! Han Solo sucks! That's what they're saying. Straight up. It's pure evil. And it's far worse than anything any other group, group is doing. I would rather get mugged by a black guy than have them ruin Obi-Wan Kenobi! Wait, what? This black Sith Inquisitor, I've so had it, man. If I wasn't racist before, yeah, this just made me racist. If I, if I didn't have a bone to pick with the black race before, you know, this black Sith Inquisitor, she's going to do it for me. She's going to do it for me. So he mad that there's a black lady in Star Wars. I didn't know it was a black lady until the end. Now I know I, I he mad at the black lady in Star Wars. That's it. Fucking weirdo. <clears throat> anyway, I guess that's the show. It was what it was. It's the, uh, Professor Q used to call it. It's the, uh, 60, 60 minute panic attack. I think Professor Q was calling the Sunday show, the podcast version. That's probably right. Um, so we've got a bunch of other shows. We have a new one. Everybody check out How the Tech Are You. That's available on YouTube as well as on your favorite podcatcher. Check out our other shows too. You can find it all at ecoplexmedia.com slash podcasts. And uh, if you like what we're doing here and you don't like Twitch and uh, don't want to uh, join us there, you can support the project at patreon.com slash ecoplex. Live listeners, live viewers, hang out. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to play a song and we'll be back with Red Light. I got a lot of cool stuff for Red Light. And uh, I'm a little tired, but we'll see. Maybe we'll be up late tonight.
Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com slash panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that now space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.